having med school monday welcome to the micro my petters podcast my name is jamal my name is mo we created this podcast to give fellow pre-med students the opportunity to give an insight into each of their unique perspectives we understand that we're just students but we firmly believe that creating a safe space for all of us to share discuss and reflect on our experiences with other aspiring physicians can give us and our listeners a holistic foundation into the path into medical school as micropeders we hope to make a difference by extracting the knowledge we obtain from each episode and releasing it to our audience the journey to med school has lost for ups and downs and we're here to help you every step of the way hey everyone happy med school monday and welcome to the micropeders podcast Last week, we had Sarah on the show to talk to us about med school in the Caribbean. This week, we'll hear from three undergraduate students about the pre-med experiences at VCU, and we'll talk about the club that they have started called v- Virtual Shadowing at VCU. Let's welcome Sonia, Reda, and Ronnie to the podcast. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. I'm Sonia. Um, I'm a junior at VCU. Um, the reason why I want to become a physician, I guess it's just something that I've always been exposed to. My parents are both physicians, and my experience so far it's been it's been kind of rough, but uh, it's it's going. Yeah. Hi everyone. Um, I'm Rania. I'm a sophomore bio major, um, but that's subject to change. Um, and yeah, the struggle's kind of real out here. Hi, everybody. I'm Ritha. I'm a junior. I'm a chemistry major concentrating in biochemistry and minoring in math. And yeah, I want to be a physician because I want to make a big impact on someone's life. All right. Really influential. That's pretty cool. Uh, Just want to thank you guys for all coming on to the podcast. I think it's really exciting to be able to hear and learn from you guys uh, being students from uh, a different place at VCU. Uh, I just really think it's interesting to hear all these different perspectives. But yeah, as always, we're just going to start with a bit of an intro. Um, Like, how's your pre-med experience been so far? I know, Sonia, you said it's been a bit challenging. Can you, like, expand on that? What's been going on? Um, Well, I guess for me, it's been kind of hard just because of COVID and, you know, doing majority of my classes in college online. Um, And yeah, the the courses have been a lot harder than I anticipated, but... um, it's just it's a very challenging course I feel like for any undergraduate and I mean it's very rewarding but I think right now I'm kind of just in the the roughest part of my undergrad I guess yeah I'd probably say the same um being in college during COVID is the absolute worst like Imagine having no motivation from the beginning to then being online and then like having absolutely no motivation to like even wanting to open your laptop in the mornings to just join a lecture. So I think it's pretty hard. And I think there's a lot of college students out there who are like definitely feeling that struggle with everything being online and that no motivation kind of dump. But I mean, let's hope, you know, things kind of look out and get better for the most part. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Also, because most of us are sophomores and juniors, and this is when we're taking, you know, all our hard courses or prereqs for medicine, for example, organic chemistry, physics. So it honestly isn't the best, but hopefully it'll get better, or maybe not. Yeah, I mean, all of you guys mentioned that online school is definitely, like, challenging. Obviously, like, specifically in junior year and sophomore year, it's definitely, like, most challenging. 
Are you guys ready for that shift? Like, I heard, like, some schools are going, like, in-person classes and stuff like that. Are you guys ready for that? Um, definitely not. Um, I feel like a lot of assignments have become collaborative, even though they're not supposed to be collaborative. So then being back in that, like, school setting where, like, you know, like, you have to do everything on your own. There's no, like you know, study.com, there's no uh, Quizlet. Uh, it's it's going to be a really hard transition. <laughs> I would I would agree with that. Just like the small things, like being able to just do class in my room versus like getting up every day. It's like going to be a culture shock, I think. Returning back to in-person next semester and just going back into the everyday routine of, you know, going to class, being around people again, even like this semester is my first semester doing lab in person again. And it's just such a culture shock being able to like step into a lab and see other people and do things hands on again. Yeah, I agree with that. I also have lab in person and it honestly takes up my entire day. I have lab at 6 p.m. and I start stressing about going to lab at like 12 p.m. And then I literally do nothing besides wait for my in-person class because I don't know how to manage in-person classes anymore, which is so strange because I was doing it for my entire life. But yeah, let's see how that works out. Yeah, you guys mentioned uh, in-person labs. Uh, Jamal and I haven't been able to have access to that for a while now. We're taking a cell bio lab right now. That's also at 6 p.m. And just sitting there three hours next to a computer, I don't know it could be like both physically and mentally exhausting, I, I imagine. But um, yeah, let's move on to the discussion at hand, Jamal. Yeah, so, um, you know, from my knowledge, you guys currently have a club at Virginia Commonwealth University called Virtual Shadowing at VCU. So do you mind explaining, like, to our listeners what that club entails, you know, how it functions, what events you guys are currently planning? Yeah. So we started Virtual Shadowing um, over winter break, so it's actually fairly new. Um it was obviously started because of COVID and um, the limited opportunities that us pre-med students have. Um, so it was made um, to facilitate physician and student interaction so that students who are willing to shadow, who are in the pre-med um, field, who want to you know, know more about pre-med doctors, medicine, can talk to physicians, shadow them, get gain an insight about, you know, what different type of specialties there are. And um, I think just facilitate that interaction um, in a healthy and in a safe manner because of COVID, we aren't able to go into clinical settings anymore. Yeah, and um, it's the way we've kind of tailored the club. It's like, for a long time, I think during the pandemic and especially during quarantine, shadowing was a big like issue for a lot of kids. Um, and so a lot of people started coming out with virtual shadowing, but then it was, okay, well, what is virtual shadowing? Like what classifies as virtual shadowing? You could put anything on your resume as virtual shadowing. You could watch a YouTube video and how, like how will physicians, how will medical schools know if these are actual viable and like verified hours. So we've gone ahead and we've, you know, created a system where you get certificates based off of how many hours you attend these meetings. And the Google Forms um, have questions regarding our meetings. So you can't just like 
you know, BS the Google form. Like you got to pay attention if you want to like actually like get those hours. And then the forms sometimes are signed off by physicians. So these are verified hours. And these are hours you can actually go to med schools and be like, oh, hey, like I actually did this. Like there was an actual physician who can account for me being there. Yeah, and then when we also started, we spoke to um, medical colleges uh, in Virginia. So we spoke to the medical college at VCU, the medical college at UVA, and then we asked them, what would you guys consider as virtual shadowing? So um, they told us that, honestly, presenting case studies in a virtual setting is the closest that you could get to a physician looking at a case and diagnosing a patient, which is why that's how we present our virtual shadowing cases where physicians come in, they present case studies, and then students observe physicians going through each case study, um, dissecting different um, um, different um, symptoms that a patient would show. And then based off of that, um, the student is shadowing a physician in a virtual setting. And they're gaining, um, and they're able to see how a physician would diagnose and look at a patient and treat them. Um, one more thing to add about our club, uh, something we wanted to do was have our physicians come for a longer period of time. So what we've been doing is having one physician come for a month. So we have one physician come for an hour each week for a duration of four weeks um, so that students can get four hours with a physician. And this is really important to us because we wanted students to be able to gain a relationship with that physician. Um, you know, we thought it'd be more beneficial if you were able to say you shadowed a physician for four hours, as opposed to, you know, 100 physicians for one hour each. So that's just another component we created with our club. That sounds really interesting. Just out of curiosity, do you have like a lineup of like, like fields you guys want to go into, like, or like physicians already like lined up to like, do it or like? Yeah, so we started off with the family medicine physician, and now we have a pediatrician that is coming in. After that, we're going to have a radiologist, and then we have a psychiatrist. So those are the physicians that we've lined up until July, and um, we're currently looking for more physicians for fall 2021. Yeah, and the way we kind of um, made that list was we sent out an interest form, and we asked uh, you know, the general community here who they'd like to see, and... Um, We've just kind of been going in that order. Yeah, that's real. Uh, I really think that that's, that's an amazing opportunity. That, and um, it's really awesome of you guys to be able to offer such a, an incredible chance for students who I know have been struggling to get these types of opportunities before, especially amidst the pandemic. I'm also curious as to, like, I know, Sonia, you mentioned you're trying to get uh, more physicians to stay longer for longer periods. Like, what, what are your, like, what is your end goal for virtual shadowing at VCU? Um, in terms of end goals, I think it's just um, being able to provide people with an opportunity during this pandemic and just being able to provide students with um, the opportunity to learn from a physician and to really be able to feel like they're not missing out because they're not actually in the clinic with them and try to just relate it to an in-person experience as much as possible. Um, as Ritha mentioned, we're trying to do clinical, or, I'm sorry, um, case studies as well, where um, we take real life examples and we diagnose it together with the physician um, just to kind of give students the the most realistic expectation as to what physicians day-to-day -day life is like um so yeah i think that's our end goal is just to make it as um as similar to an in-person shadowing experience as possible 
So, being a woman in STEM, do you feel that you're underrepresented, underrepresented in certain courses or perhaps have felt discouraged by a professor? I think definitely um, being a woman, especially like a brown woman in STEM, like you rarely will see a woman, let alone a brown one, in any of your bio classes, chem classes, occasionally in your physics classes you will, but chem and bio, you, you're rarely ever going to see them and even math like all of the camp professors i've had so far have been men like white men um one of them was egyptian though so i mean there's that but that's as close as it got to being desi quote unquote um but yeah and none of them have been women for me at least i don't know if um sonia Ritha can account I was going to actually say that physics for me has been the most male-dominated course that I've experienced. All of my TAs, all of my professors, everyone has just been a man. And I don't know, for me, I've just, I've kind of just associated physics with such a, like, a a field that is so um, highly represented by men and underrepresented by women that it's kind of discouraged me in that course. And I feel like that course is very intimidating to me because of how underrepresented women are in that course so I would definitely say physics is where I feel that yeah I agree with that um and also during probably my entire time I've been at VCU I've only had one female professor um so that says a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) about women being underrepresented in STEM but yeah yeah I don't think uh that professor population is so skewed for us, Jamal. And I remember half of about half of mine. My, my orgo professor uh, was a woman last semester. My gen chem professor, um, physics professor. Oh, Jamal wasn't. Uh, yeah, our, our, our physics professor was a. Uh, oh woman. really? Yeah. She was from, yeah, she was from <laughs> she Iran was, yeah. or something. Yeah, she was. She was an interesting yeah. character. But yeah, um, <laughs> I'm assuming that uh, we're all daisies. But correct me if I'm wrong. I just feel like a lot of pressure comes from like a DSE culture to naturally be competitive with other students. And um, I know, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but personally I've seen a lot of people uh, exemplify that when I've met them in, in school. And um, it, ultimately it can get to a point where this competition becomes less of like making yourself better and more of wanting to see other people around you fail so that you can get to a better position. And, you know, uh, shout out Dostana because ain't nobody like a DSE girl. But, like, do you see that culture you grew up in sort of affecting your pre-med journeys, whether it be you or the people around you? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I've had friendships where I wasn't aware that this other person is actually, you know, competing against me, which just affects the entire dynamic. Um, and it, I guess it just sucks because when you both are in the pre-med field, um, the other person may, you know, see you as a threat or not even as a threat, but just may want to compete against you, which doesn't make sense because you don't want to mix that with your friendship. But yeah, I've definitely felt that with basic friendships and, you know, being in the same pre-med related courses and stuff. I would say the same Um, in my own experience. A lot of my friends are also pre-med. Um, like majority of my friends are pre-med um, and we take the same classes. Um, we're in the same position. We're in the same grade. So it can be difficult um, when you sense competition, specifically, you know, when you find out like some people might have gained an opportunity, a research opportunity of some sort, and, you know, they aren't sharing information. Um, 
it can it can be difficult when it comes to that um and you you're sensing people not helping you out or um just that that competition where you know you feel like your resume might not be as competitive as your friends um but i think i've always tried to make it a priority to never do that with my friends because that is very damaging um i know rhythm and i have actually spoken about this a lot if you guys don't know, Rhythm and I are roommates. Um, we take like the same classes, we're in the same position, we're in the same grade, but we both like have made it such a priority to never ever compete with each other because just for the sake of us living together, that would be so toxic. And so we try to make sure that for us, we we just help each other out. When I find out, uh, find out about an opportunity, I always tell Rhythm, Rhythm tells me like, we just wanna like eliminate that in our relationship and with Rania as well. Like that's just, um, I think the, what we try to do in order to save our friendship, I think. Yeah, I agree. And also, I don't understand the whole concept of, you know, being in competition with your friends because it's healthier for you guys to, you know, allow each other to grow and uplift each other rather than, you know, stomp on each other and hide opportunities because that just, that whole dynamic is so toxic. Yeah, it really is toxic. Um, and a lot of people do it, like the whole gatekeeping thing. Like, I definitely feel you on that. Um, and I just feel like sometimes like it's too much, especially like, like, you know, like dizzy people are very like cutthroat when it comes to medicine. And sometimes like, you know, you don't want to let it get to you or affect you. But like, it does because like, at the end of the day, like, we're all human. Like, I have a friend who, you know, it, it did get to her the pressure of being pre med, the pressure of just, you know, being a dizzy girl being pre med. And she eventually ended up switching into pharmacy. And oh my God, it was like the end of the world. Everyone started coming for her. Like, you gave up, you did this, you did that, blah, blah, blah. I even mentioned it to my parents. I was like, oh yeah, one of my friends, yeah, she switched from medicine to pharmacy. And my parents were like, what the heck? Like, what's wrong with her? Like, that is not your friend. I was like, you know, like, maybe just chill out a little, you know, like she's human at the end of the day. It, 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 It is a lot. And it's a lot of pressure. You're feeling pressure from your parents. You're feeling pressure from the community. People are kind of like, you don't know who's fake and who's like out, like who's out to get you, who's not. So sometimes it, it's a lot on top of just, you know, already trying to get into medical school. Yeah, I mean, I definitely hear you guys. I think, well, my parents are from Pakistan. And I think they, my dad was like, lived in a, such a competitive environment. People were literally fighting for their spots in college because you know med school was like such an elite like school to get into and i get that they they feel that like belief like translated to america but in actuality like it's not like we should be able to do what we want you know we should be able to like study what we want like it just doesn't make any sense in my opinion yeah i totally agree with you bro i remember uh just to add on to that point that rania was talking about i remember one of my friends also um she stopped pursuing med school after her third year and like the whole basic community was on her we would go out to davas and randomly they just come up to her like, oh why did you quit medicine something like just like out of pocket where just some random basic auntie you haven't talked to like, yeah. ever since you've been alive just just comes up to you and says oh you stopped you know you stopped medicine what why would you do that it's yeah. just i think it's such a, a cutthroat toxic side of the pre-med journey that like especially this, us at this is have to experience and i think that being able to you know talk about it is um is a pretty amazing thing yeah definitely and th- that's so true like they really don't care they'll come up to you anywhere like they've never met you they just need to hear the news and then they're like so you quit huh and i was like oh my god like who are you <laughs>
yeah it's like you offended. yeah it's like it's like their honor was killed by you not going in medical school mm-hmm. yeah i mean <laughs> i completely yeah. agree with that so this might be a little bit like too much in the forward but like as of now do you have any specific medical specialty in mind and if not, like, are you hovering over, like, a few, or are you comfortable telling us about your own shadowing experiences? Um, I think I've always geared towards psychiatry, just because both of my parents are psychiatrists, um, and it's kind of the thing that I've been exposed to since a very, very young age. Um, but again, I'm, I am open to other specialities as well. That's kind of what we're hoping with um, VCU virtual shadowing is to be able to learn about other fields because uh, this is the time, you know, undergrad is a time to learn about other fields and to kind of explore what your interests are. So I, I wouldn't say that I know for sure what I'm what I'm leading towards. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I honestly don't know, but hopefully through the organization that we've started, I'll get an idea because we're going to be bringing in a lot of different physicians that belong to different specialties so along with you know giving other people a good idea of what they possibly want to become it'll also give us the good idea of what we possibly want to become in the future yeah but you know i'm actually on the opposite of sonia like both my parents are family medicine and that is the last field i'd ever want to go into i've like seen about it i've heard about it and like i'm just feel like i'm already done with it but at the same time I, so for a long time, I wanted to go into cardiology, specifically interventional cardiology, but that process is so long. And, you know, at some point, I just want to stop going to school. So like, <laughs> I'm kind of uh, in between a lot. It's, uh, you know, maybe internal medicine is not looking bad, you know, only three years. Um, I started considering family medicine, too, after being against it for so long. I'm like, hey, you know, four years, it's not too bad you know, just end up like mom and dad, but, you know, it's whatever. Can't go wrong with it. I mean, medicine <laughs> yeah. is medicine. But yeah, um, I know you guys were talking about like your virtual shadowing club that you started. Um, it kind of reminds me of this, this uh, other organization based in Maryland. Have you guys heard of teleshadowing? Like, you guys heard about that? No, I don't think so. I think they do something similar. Like, I, I don't know, like, your day-to-day, how you guys operate, but, like, they essentially send you, like, a link through YouTube live where you have uh, a whole bunch of different positions. They come and they, um, they just, like, give a presentation for about an hour or two, and then, like, you can do a, join the live or you can join the Zoom or whatever they're doing. I was just wondering, like, if you guys had any connection or something because uh, it's, it's pretty – it's getting traction up here, but yeah, um, I know definitely a lot of pre-meds, especially at VCU, are going to be appreciative of this like incredible opportunity you're giving them in a time where it's been so hard to come by these opportunities. And obviously, we're not close to reaching our own goals. I know you guys talked about the different specialties you want to or you're considering, but like based off of what you've learned so far during your undergrad years, like what. What advice would you give a freshman student who's considering the pre-med track? Honestly, I would tell them to start talking to their professors and get research. I have, I feel like getting research is the, probably the hardest thing that I have to do. It's so hard. Every professor that I've reached out to has um, told me that, oh, you know, because of COVID, 
we can't enter into lab, which makes sense. But I feel like I really wish I had done that earlier because if I had gotten research in my freshman year, I would have research right now. Um, it's honestly a great way to test your patience. It's a resume builder as well. Um, and it just looks good. And I wish I had done that. But yeah. I would say um, as a freshman, something that I did that I really appreciated was I kind of dipped my toes into everything. I kind of looked for a lot of different opportunities um, in various fields, uh, like healthcare related and not healthcare related. Um, and I found what I was passionate about, what I really liked, and I kind of stuck to it because I feel like when it comes to med school applications, they don't want to see like a million different um, like uh projects you worked on they kind of want to see like long-term things that you're really passionate about and you put a lot of effort into so I would use freshman year as a year to kind of explore what you like and then from that uh, stick to maybe two or three things and try to really invest your time into that that would be my advice yeah definitely yeah I'd say what Sonia said dip your toes into everything but also like a big part is like remembering to have fun you know, like at the end of the day, like it is college and like, you know, being pre-med and whatever major you choose to go along with it, it's not going to be easy. Like you're going to be in, you know, Gen Chem, Orgo, you're going to be taking all these hard classes. And, you know, we've talked about how like cutthroat this culture is, but like at the same time, like you want to be able to enjoy your experience. People come into college thinking the journey to medicine is like very cookie cutter but like there's a million different ways you can go in trying to get to medical school there are people who get to medical school it like right after they graduate and then there's some people who get into medical school at 28 years old it just varies from person to person like not everyone has the same journey so like the worst thing you could ever do is compare yourself to everyone and I think pre-med people do that more than anyone else and it is toxic and it's what makes being pre-med so toxic so if you can just remember to like live life and have fun and remember like you're still a kid you're still like 18 years old you know just take it easy and go with the flow sometimes like it, it'll make the process a lot easier I think in a previous podcast we touched upon that like bias how like people there's like a misconception that you know pre-med students can't have fun you know they're always in the books they're always studying they're always doing this and that what did you guys take on that like I mean, we briefly touched on that, but, like, what do you guys, like... That is a 100% true. You will never catch, Mm -hmm. like, you have to plan, like, events with pre-med students weeks in advance. Like, if you're, like, hey, like, you know, there's going to be a party, like, we should go. They're going to be, like, are you serious? Like, you're telling me now, like, I have an orgo exam two weeks away. Like, I have to start studying now. And I'm, like, oh, my God. Okay, well, I guess, like, I'll let you know in advance. Like, you have to, like, literally align these plans so far ahead so that, like, they're, like, okay, I'm going to make sure I get my studying done and everything done beforehand, and then we can go. So making plans on the spot is not it with uh, a majority of pre-med students. (laughs) I would agree. I think it's just about like organizing your time. Um, I definitely think pre-med students can have fun, but it's like, you know, you're going to have to pick your battles. So if if I want to have fun on the weekend, that means I have to like grind in the morning, wake up early, you know, figure out a time like you you have to have time management, I guess, you know, in order to have fun. And that's just like you just got to pick your battles, I guess. With that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Everything in moderation is pretty manageable. I mean, you can have fun, you can study. It's just um, being 
managing your time and scheduling out your day that honestly has helped me a lot um I have an agenda book and I literally write everything on it but yeah I think pre-med students can have fun Special thanks to Sonia, Rita, and Rania for coming on to the Microbacteria's podcast today. I think they really shed some light into some really important topics like the lack of opportunities that we have to, as pre-med in the pandemic, but the fact that they've been able to make their own opportunities and share those with other students, I think is really impactful. And I, I really think that it's also awesome to be able to talk to students that are going through the same thing that we are at a different place like they are at VCU and we are at UMD. I completely agree. So for next episode, stay tuned for our discussions with the MCAT. We will go into the logistics, the time, and the topics discussed with the MCAT. Make sure you stay, stay safe and take care of yourself. Engage in some self-care and make sure you wash your hands.